welcome everybody to another episode of the Risk Cheese Radio podcast. We are on episode number 23 in your home for horological hot takes, taboo topics, and unpopular watch opinions. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Schmidt. Schmidt, what's good, brother? Man, I don't know what's good and what's not good. This week has been insane, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, I'm doing well, my friend. I mean, everything, all things considered, things have been crazy this week. So uh, I'm excited to get into that topic. But uh, how are you doing? Oh, you know, I, we were up late last night and I had a real tiring day at work. But aside from that, I, I feel pretty good. I mean, I, I think I've had a pretty darn good week. I, I'd like to pat myself on the back. Been been crushing on the gram a little bit. Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, you've been in uh, overdrive. You yeah, have been in overdrive, the, meme overdrive. The content creation space has uh, the meme economy, as my friend Buzz from Whiskey and Watches calls it, is uh, has finally bounced back, which is great because uh, the well gets dry at times. You know, you really got to yeah. scratch for some content, but it has been primo lately and uh, the juices are flowing. So I'm really, I've, I've you know, I was, I was really excited for this episode. We were going to record it two days ago. Yes. And then we decided not to. And that was a blessing because then we were going to record it last night. And then we put it off again. And that was a blessing because I feel like the discoveries and the happenings have just been A1 since then. So yes. and that, that's going to yes. play into our episode tonight, which is also great. It was very fortuitous, very yes. fortuitous that we yes. that we paused it a little bit. So I'm glad. And obviously, our topic tonight is going to be the Longines releases, right? That's what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, Zulu, Zulu Times, right? Yeah, Zulu Time. I mean, that was on the docket. I thought. Yeah, yeah that is. Oh. But no, all th- all things aside, I do I do enjoy them. But this is clearly uh, a Moonswatch episode. And with Moon's us tonight, watch. with us tonight, sort of an impromptu guest. Thanks to last night's shenanigans, is the hero of the Swatch release our own friend mr wound up whiskey at wound up whiskey his name is mike and last night he was on the ground in new york city as our correspondent on instagram live taking in the sights getting the real scoop talking to people like a a a regular walter cronkite right like this could be like uh emmy or i don't know what you win what do you want a pulitzer or something regardless this what, was what is the award for a great Instagram, like a Webby? I don't know. I, th- I think it's actually a thing. It is 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 a is Webby or something like. Yeah, I I'm think just so. talking journalism. I mean, this was <laughs> this is as top tier as it gets. I didn't see anybody else on the ground doing this, so definitely not live. Notes got a whole hey, page look. of notes here. <laughs> Risk Cheese Radio is always leading the charge, and Mike, I gotta say, shout out to you for being a real one, being on the ground doing this. And, and it was totally and making it fun. It I mean, making totally it fun. Impromptu. All the shenanigans was already crazy, and the fact that you were willing to improv and just let it rip, impromptu, uh, I think was fantastic. It was very so. Tom Green, very David Tell. <laughs> I was I was having flashbacks to like the golden era of like live comedy. Uh, it was oh, yeah, just like it was. The opening to Insomniac with David Tell, where just like the one camera right in his face, just walking around (laughs) the town asking stupid questions to people. Like, Uh, yeah, it's that. And the insanity of Tom Green, it was just an insane, it was an insane night, an insane situation. Like, you'd think a co-branded Swatch Speedmaster two weeks ago, everyone had been like, you're high off your ass. What are you (laughs) smoking? Yeah, no, no one saw this coming. Yeah, and it's just like, and to me, as a as a unabashedly Omega fan, 
mm-hmm. when I saw the teasers for this, I was just like, I I did not know what to think. Yeah, I really had you? no idea. It was head scratching. Yeah, it was it was it was nuts, and it's just like there was nothing that I could put two and two together with, and here we are. Yeah, the shenanigans has ensued, and it's gotten even more shenanigans. It has snowballed. If, it, well, there, if there that's even so a word, to this. there is, there is. So, uh, Mike, so so tell us what it was like being there. Well, let's give on uh, the ground. Let's have him, Mike. Why don't you give us a little intro to to exactly who you are, where we could find you, etc. Because uh, not for nothing, welcome to the Rishi's family. Uh, it, it's you. been a bit of a crash course over the past twenty four hours, but uh, you're I think you're an official team member now. Nice, Absolutely. I'm through hazing. <laughs> yes, but uh, no, nah, Mike. I go by Wound Up Whiskey on Instagram. Just it's the only page I run, so it's a little bit of everything. Uh, watches, big collector of that whiskey, collect those uh, sneakers. Just if there is a toxic culture and fan base with a crazy secondary market for it, <laughs> I am somehow a masochist for it and like get drawn to it. So um, you're broke. That's 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 what I took away from this. You are completely destitute and broke. Uh, you know, I really spruced up this cardboard box I'm living in. I got like the nice flat lay wallpaper behind me. Glad there's you know? no ambulances. <laughs> You know, but no, it's, it's good. And everything comes in waves and phases, you know, that's what I'm into, but it's not always collecting all of that at the same time. Yeah. You you go through a phase where it's like, okay, another watch, check some stuff out. Oh, a Seiko is a good price. I want to get that. Sure. And the, the, you know, you settle down with that. You enjoy the pieces you have and then it's okay. Let me go check out these rare bottles or what's the new drops for whiskey or, oh, it's, you know, uh, the collectible bourbon season is like September to December. Yeah. When it's like Pappy Van Winkle and all that other crap. Oh, okay. Okay. That's everyone just, you try to go and hunt for you. Make time on Saturdays to hit up 10 different liquor stores being like, so do you have one? Did, do you have the thing? Did you get it yet? How much? Yeah. Um, what's, what's, what's the over on this? Is it over retail? What's the cost? <laughs> Yeah, it's like meet me somewhere between MSRP and secondary. Yeah, I buy. So actually, whiskey taught me a lot about the whole watch relationships. Like, so I got into whiskey first, then watches. Okay. And the games you have to play for whiskey are the exact same ones you have to do for some of these allocated watches. So I heard you got to stop in all the time, get the name of the manager or your salesperson uh, for a lot of the about to dinner. (laughs) Yeah. Put on some knee pads. Maybe you give them a watch, right? Is that how this works? To get some whiskey, give them a watch too? Dude, it's crazier in whiskey because there are people who are like, oh, I got this crazy whiskey. And they'll bring in like a two-ounce sample bottle to the store of something they bought to try to curry favor for these better whiskeys. Wow. they're like, you're my, like their strategy. So they're like, you're my vermouth store for when I make martinis, uh, Manhattans. You're the other vermouth store for when I make martinis. You're where I get these different Alec, like standard every week in, week out products. Yeah. So they again have a purchase history yeah. and a relationship at these stores, you know. Wow. Those those so, uh, so it, phrases might it really it really is synonymous. It's yeah. like it's literally the same thing. Wow. Yeah. Just a lot more money and a lot tougher to get. Yeah, for sure. If that can even be a thing. Yeah. Wow. And then kind of from there same toxic cultures you have collectors 
They buy the rare whiskeys. They put it up on their shelves. They never taste it. They never open it. They never celebrate. They never share it. Wow. It's an expensive. They're hoarding. Yeah, they're hoarding. They're bunkering. You know, you'll see people with like 20 bottles deep of one hard to get bottle. It's like, cool. And you're the reason I can't get one. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, but with whiskey, it was always, this is meant to open up and be shared and enjoyed. Kind of took that into watches where it's like, nothing's a, a safe queen. Wear everything. That was yeah. gonna be my question was if you were a stasher or not. No. Nah. At this point, I'm moving uh, from New York City to Florida. So I'm looking at my shelf and just like, cool, between August, I need to kill a hundred, like a hundred half bottles of whiskey. Whoa. So this is a major life change for you. You're getting out of the city, heading to, to sunny Florida. Yeah. What's, uh, what's the change for? Uh, for work and family. Okay. And just three years or however long in COVID and lockdown in New York City, I'm like, I, I need to see the sky more often, mm-hmm. man. I'm yeah. too much concrete, too much cold, just like seasonal depression was hell this year. I feel you. And I was just like, I, I need to get out. Hey, yeah. everyone else work? Can you make this happen? Everything. So we got the, the word the other day. Um, I just, I'm not going to transport half open whiskey bottles, right? Like I don't need to accidentally get pulled over and be like, so you were drinking? <laughs> no, it's a hundred bottles, you know, in the trunk, in a box wrapped up. Something breaks the entire car reeks of whiskey. Yeah. 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 Or, uh, I mean, there are worse problems. Yeah. There are worse problems. Whiskey smells pretty good. Yeah. So what's your go-to? What's your go-to? Not necessarily like, you know, big timer, but what's your your regular, if you're, you're popping something regular, what are you going with? Popping regular? Uh, these days I'm drinking Smooth Ambler. Uh, smooth Ambler, did a, okay. Did a couple cool barrel picks with them through a group of friends. And just after you see the distillery, you get that experience. You're like, cool, you're now my old-fashioned whiskey. They always keep a bottle of your regular stuff around. Yeah. It's like visiting the watch manufacturer. It's like, I will always be a part of you. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Uh, what is it that, like you said, that move to Miami is actually the reason I got even into the, the moon swatch. That's what got me to be like, okay, yeah. I need a beach watch. I'm going yeah. to Florida. <laughs> this is fun. I so that's where you're ending up, Miami. Yeah, down to Miami. Okay. So you hear you heard it, bro. We're gonna have to have uh, Mr. Mike uh, cover all of uh, Art Basel and all the other shenanigans. Ooh, you know, all the Miami events. All the Miami the events. I mean, yeah. we're, we're gonna have we have a live correspondent on the ground. That's what's gonna happen. Just get me and Fo Dinky together because he's like, I could be in Miami. Not yeah. that it doesn't take him that far. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's up? It's Mike. I'm at the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I see Tom Brady's watch. I don't know what it is, but it's oh. definitely a chronograph. It's got the extra yeah. pushers. Let's see if yeah, we can get yeah, closer. Yeah. <laughs> Security. <laughs> so, Mike. Yeah. It was kind of a, I don't know what you want to call it, serendipity, right? So we're, yeah. we're streaming last night and we're just kind of talking about the release and it's obviously on kind of the tip of everybody's tongue and it's it's the hot topic. Which one are you going to get? What do you think of it? Blah, blah, blah. We're all kicking it back and forth and you're like, guys, what if I just head down? Yeah. And we're like, what? Yeah, what if I just head down and I'll hop on live and we'll stream this damn thing? Yeah. And that's how it unfolded. 
Yeah, it was. Now, take us through a little bit of the epic adventure of Mike's Moonswatch exploration. Yeah. Um, just like you said, it was on the tip of everyone's tongue. And I passed by that, the Omega boutique, most days walking home. So, like five o'clock happened, there was one guy, the guy in the mummy bag. You know, he had the the full out, like the sleeping mat, the mummy bag, the little fold up card table for his food. So he didn't have to like put it on the ground or anything. Yeah, yeah. he was. And that was it. That was like Mr. In it to win it. Um, Just for kind of the essence, like the shits and giggles of it. I was like, what's it like at 8 p.m.? Like now that people have gotten off of work, could mm-hmm. go home and grab whatever they need. And after starting to see some of the videos out of like Australia and everything. Yeah. That was when some of the first videos were starting to drop. I was like, yeah, is this a them thing? Is this everywhere? Like what's going on? Went back at eight and there was two people. So three hours, only one extra person showed up. Nothing. Thought it'd be super calm. Came home, had my like, you know what? I'll show up at nine in the morning. Right. The store was supposed normal hours, 11. Didn't yeah. even know they were opening early for this. So I, yeah, I, I don't think anybody knew. Yeah, I don't think anybody knew. I had asked my sister who lives there yeah. if she could get there. She's like, yeah, they open at eleven. Like I'll show up at like you know eight thirty. I'm like, sweet. And then you're like, yeah, they open at eight. I'm like, I. Yeah. It's like I, I texted. I was like, don't even wake up. <laughs> There's no point now. Not at all. Um, so yeah, and then we like I jumped on Kelly's IG, you know, hangout. And like you said, it was just like, we're all talking about it. I'm like, give me 10 minutes and I'll walk down. I don't care. I've got nothing else to do on a Friday night. I'm already drinking on, you know, drinking with friends, hanging out live on Instagram. Let's do, let's go have fun. Packed awesome. a small bag, got my big gulp of soda, pack of cigarettes, and just walk the 10 minutes to the line. What was in the flask last night? Uh, the flask was... Woodenville, Woodenville Rye. That was a. I feel like that was a crucial part of the of the adventure. Yeah, yeah, and and you killed it. You killed it while in you know while walking up and down the line, mm-hmm. interviewing everybody, and and having a good time. So let me ask you this: for those that that weren't watching the live stream, how many of the people that were there, once the kind of the majority of people had shown up, yeah, how many of them were actually there to? to really buy this watch or is it just kind of like one of those supreme hype beast type drops where this is like, Oh, there's something important's coming. I should just be there to get it. Do you think it was more watch collectors or was it actually more of those types of people? Oh no. I, I equated this line more to like a Jordan one release an iPhone release Supreme, any of those like drop culture. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, going up and down the line. I'm like, cool. Jordans and fancy track pants, Jordans and this, Air Force Ones and that. Yeah. Um, you know, Supreme this, those other fancy logos, I don't know or see or just very like streetwear fashion. I'm like, cool. You, how did you guys find out about this? Like, yeah. I, you know, kind of like, how did this leak? Whose blog did this get on saying this was yeah. thing? I know, I know GQ of like information. Yeah, I know GQ had posted it, but I don't really think that that's like a major streetwear thing. And it was like I think GQ in the UK. Okay. And this was right before the the infamous leak 
Um, and we won't name names who, who leaked it, but uh, we all know, I think, at this point. But anyway, like it was right before the infamous leak and they literally had this, this disclaimer that this new collaboration will break the Internet. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure after seeing all of the shenanigans yeah. since Wednesday of this yeah. past week, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was successful in, quote unquote, breaking the Internet. It, the hysteria of this watch has been insane. Oh, yeah. So it's all anyone had been talking about, even non-watch people. Yeah. And we're talking to me about, and I'm like, you've seen my nice collection. I've tried talking to you about all different price points, all different brands, all this other stuff. And you're just like, it's not for me. It's not for me. I have my phone. I have my phone. This is what got you into watches. Cool. Hey, you know what? It was by design, I guess. You know, yeah. it, it was bound to happen at some point. I, I, I for one, am, am super excited that, that it did happen. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't share that sentiment. You know, I am a fanboy, so I'll, I'll put that out as a disclaimer. But, you know, I think but for me, it was just really cool. Mega or more a Swatch? Like, how is, how is this branded? It's definitely more Swatch, for sure. Um, but I think what's important to understand here, and this is getting a little historical, that Omega as a brand would quite literally not exist if it wasn't for Swatch. Yeah. Which is something that a lot of people don't really know or have put in the context without the sale of the swatch watch back in the 80s when it was first launched literally the entirety of the swiss industry not just swatch group not just omega the entirety of the swiss watch industry would have been liquidated and sold to japan yeah. okay so without the invention of this small plastic watch that irreverently ticks and annoys the crap out of everyone in their room, okay? The entirety of our hobby quite literally would not exist. Yeah. It would have been game over. There would have been no one to save them. And, you know, it was the, the sale of the plastic watch that kept everyone else afloat when they would sell maybe one watch a month out of a store and no one cared, you know? Exactly. The big boutiques they have now they were all just sold through jewelry stores for the most part and there was and there was no recognition because at the end of the day too we all forget we don't buy watches the same way that we did back then mm -hmm. right and you had seiko and you had citizen literally crushing brands that, that had been around for hundreds of years mm -hmm. because they were able to offer a more accurate simpler to me to make and manufacture and cheaper alternative yeah. to a traditional mechanical movement. You could find the Seiko, the Casio, any of those watches in Macy's, in JCPenney, in any of these big box stores so people don't have to take an extra drive out of their way to like find a watch or go watch shopping. They're just like, cool. Exactly. T-shirts, pick up some new jeans. Oh, you know, my, my watch is a little bummy. It's a little scratched up. It's scuffed. And another $20 watch, throw that in the cart. Done. Exactly. So we owe a lot to Swatch. And, and I don't think that a lot of people realize that. So for me, this really underscores that mm -hmm. in a way that I think is, is good for both Omega collectors and for collectors of Swatch. And just people, as you mentioned, that really had no concept or understanding or really interest in watches at all. And this is bringing them into the hobby. Yeah. I, 
whatever the madness was that surrounded this collaboration and this drop, it, uh, I think it was extremely successful. Despite all the haters, despite all the flippers, despite all the shenanigans that was mm-hmm. caused, in my opinion, as a, as a direct result of the premature leak. Yeah. Um, you know, it was successful. I'm sorry. Every single one of those Swatch watches across the world sold out in 24 hours. And like what other watch, what other watch company has done a release like that, especially at that scale? Because it wasn't like, oh, five watches for the whole world, they all sold out the same day. Okay, yeah. 100 watches, all, you know, 100 watches in the world, and they all sold out. Like some brand, brands can pull that, but not at that volume, not at those numbers. Well, I mean, technically, yes, because Omega did it on two separate occasions when they dropped Speedy Tuesdays, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're talking. We're talking, I think the original run was 2016 pieces, I think. And they sold out in like three hours. And I think Speedy Tuesday 2 was like 14 minutes. Like for the entirety of the world allocation. Just gone. Instantly. The world allocation. And that was like. Scale and size, like not 6,000 pieces. Like this was what? I think they said like 20,000 on the first drop. I, I I hadn't heard any numbers. I know every boutique got anywhere between, like I heard like Houston and Dallas, they each had like 50 or like 25, right? And then I've heard some stores had 150, some had 500. So I think yeah. it just depended on on volume really is what That's, it came down that to. That sketches me out a little bit because I know like New York, everybody who I talked to, to who went to a New York location said like 50, 75, so I would think if they were going to adjust for volume that we would have got some of the higher ones. So it yeah. sketches me out a little bit because I think in the back of everybody's mind sits, well, did any of these get sold out the back door on us? Mm. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to jump to that conclusion, but I think yeah, it's, I... it's in everybody's mind that obviously employees are going to get first crack. Yeah. Right? And then beyond that, you're—I don't know if they're going to extend that to friends, family, whoever. And if this is that crazy of a drop, I don't know how deep that rabbit hole goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. That's true. And I—I will say this. I mean, having had a peripheral experience with Swatch Group, like I know that they're probably like very strict on on you know making sure that employees and things probably couldn't get it initially. Um, because they wanted this, especially once they figured out the craziness that was going to ensue, that could have changed. Now, again, I don't know for a fact, but I know having had dealt with them before when I used to, you know, work and sell Omega, um, that they're not always the the most understanding company to work with, right? Sometimes they're very like, you know, there is no gray area. It's black and white and cut and dry. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they had been like, hey, guys, you are not allowed to buy any of these watches. Like, you can't sell them. You can't buy them. Like, all you're going to do is ring them out to the clients. That's it. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And it was super interesting to see kind of, I guess there was no strict protocol store to store. It was kind of just like, whatever you're going to do, you're going to do. You're on your own. Because I, yeah. I, saw, I saw in Asia, they had, I guess it was in a mall. They had the people like roped off 
and then yeah, at the open at open they just lift like lifted the gator yeah it was like it was like black friday in 1995 you know just like people like, getting who, trampled and who thought this was, was a good nuts. idea yeah i'm like just make a line first smart. come first <laughs> obviously not no nobody's smart but i did hear some 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 dealers did all it was like the hunger games dude yeah. it was just like everyone running to the cornucopia to get weapons and start killing each other yeah <laughs> like I, I, I did hear that's, that video that's exactly what it reminded me of <laughs> I did hear some dealers did like a ticket system and we were a little more organized. And I guess that's good because there were also other ones that didn't even get to do the drop because people are getting hurt. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, hurt some stores some stores got straight up just canceled because um I forget where it was, but they said that uh like people were like like um I think it was in, in the UK. There was a few locations where dudes were like showing up in like masks, like ski masks, and oh, like God. threatening to stab people. Like, so they were just like cutting in line and just like threatening to stab people and like shank people and to take over their spot, essentially, is what is what I heard. Now, again, all this is internet speculation. This is all rumor, all grapevine, not 100% confirmed. But I think all of us can agree that there was just a litany of stories and rumors that were just being blasted through IG stories like all week. It's kind of hard to filter out exactly what is real and what is hyperbole, right? It's insane. One where somebody said that there was the original line and then another line formed and then they couldn't figure out which line was the right line to let people in on. And that happened. That happened to Fifth Avenue after it. Officially opened because it wrapped halfway, I think, from 55th down to 54th, all the way from Fifth Avenue to Madison. So one entire city avenue across and then back up from 54th to 55th. It was completely around the corner. It was about to pull a, you know, a snake and box in on itself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So it went. So if, you're, if I'm looking at the Swatch Boutique, it went down the left side, around the building, mm-hmm. to the back, and then up the side where the polo bar is, essentially, right? That's, that's kind of how it went down? Uh, polo bar side first. So it was Omega. I mean, sorry. Swatch down to the corner, uh, across to the east side. So past polo bar towards Parker, Madison, whichever one that is. I think it's okay, Madison. Okay, okay. So you're on the south, the south side. And then it goes all okay. the way back towards north, um, up from 54 to 55. And you wind up with some gotcha. uh, some late night polo bar people yeah. mingling over at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of them were like, what's because we're all lined up, we're right outside the door. The polo bar people are getting mad because we're blocking the door every five minutes they have you know a maitre d or something come out door die just be like 10 feet away please come on we have people coming in and out yeah people waiting for their uber or their you know just we got done with dinner a very fancy dinner where you have to be dressed up nice so we're taking the uber we're not taking the subway right 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 and just them trying to be like what's going on with this what do you is this a new iphone is there a new iphone drop <laughs> Everyone was a hundred percent convinced it was an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. But Except there wasn't enough iPhones to actually sell. Yeah. <laughs> um, they heard and, 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 the swatch 
because a lot of those guys had nice watches like look down the nose immediately they're like you're here for swatch yeah 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 i am the hype game is real i mean it's 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 true i mean it, it, I don't know, man. This is the first collaboration, I think, in the watch community ever that has gone like cross price points. Yeah. You know, you have like entry collectors, intermediate collectors, to like hierology collectors, and everyone's losing their mind over this $260 US plastic quartz chronograph that has Omega and Swatch co branded. Um, and this is, this is a co branded dial. Let's not forget. Bioceramic. <laughs> <laughs> what about the bioceramic? I'm saying it's not plastic. It's bioceramic. It is bioceramic. It is bioceramic. There is an important distinction. Okay. I thought technically. This was just, I thought this was just Mad Men marketing. Like everyone. No, no, no. Kills you. There, there is actually. Toast. It is a patented technology that Swatch itself created. Okay. I think last year or the year before. But basically, it's like two thirds biosourced ceramic composite materials and then one third of this oil they get from the caster plant and they're able to like make into like granules and make ceramic out of it now is it as hard as like a dark side of the moon ceramic or something like that i i don't know apparently it feels really nice and it's ridiculously lightweight which makes sense that's how all swatches typically are um but apparently it is actually a ceramic and it is proprietary to swatch okay. i learned something today I yeah was- to dispel the rumors because i've been seeing that like oh it's just a plastic watch i'm like guys it's actually not plastic it's ceramic yeah. ceramic is a is a it's a i think it's c- technically considered like a metalloid it has metal properties but it is not actually a metal okay yeah okay. you got fact check I'm, I'm good with that so make it fact check me that's all i'm gonna say let's make it back <laughs> but pretty sure it's actually considered a metalloid so nice there's your there's your uh, chemistry lesson for the day so for those who weren't there with us last night right we had our good friend mike here went up and down the line we did a trivia cash giveaway a whopping five dollars um the trip we we interviewed some folks some were more friendly than others a couple of them were very cool you know we were asking what which one you're going to get, you know, are you going to keep actually going to keep it? And, and they were pretty upfront about it. They weren't really hiding or anything. Yeah. We tried to help that nice hot dog vendor mm-hmm. because he didn't. We did. Well, I mean, he, he was down the street and we told him go over there. You yeah. make a ton of money, but he, he I mean, didn't seem about it. Yeah. I was just yeah, like, Mike, you're, you're the closest thing at that time, because all the CVS and the Dwayne Reeds were closed. And yeah. Town, you really don't have any convenience stores or anything like that. So it's like, God, not, not in that area of fifth. Not, no way. Yeah. There's, there's nothing there. So it's like, guy, just, I don't know how you can move the cart, like, but three blocks that way, you'll kill it. Like you'll sell out of everything for the entire day's worth in 20 minutes. Cause people <laughs> were getting seamless to the line and Uber East to the line and anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nothing else around. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, and the guy was—he was just not about that life, and that's okay. You know, hey, Hustle. you put the good comic vibes out there. Yeah, he's kind of like—is this guy walking me into like a trap? Am I thinking, thought we were like, trying to mugs? take his turf. Like, what's... Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Probably did have a prime spot out in front of the Apple Store. 
but they didn't have a drop. I mean, I I know that, but Apple Store was like closed, okay? Because yeah. this is like ten o'clock at night. So as as magnificent as that glass cubed Apple Store really is, yeah. Like it's like, bro, you're missing you're missing an opportunity right here. Mm-hmm. Move move the hot dog cart a little bit further down. Yeah, three blocks, rake it in. Yeah. So we I talk, mean, we talked to him. Mm-hmm. We what else? Went to the polo bar. We played guess the price of the filet mignon. For those who were not watching, I guess within five dollars. You did <laughs> of the price of steak. You said what one twenty? I think it was like one fifteen. Yeah. I, I think is what you said. That was it. That was it. Um, a lot of fun interviews and like when the phone was dead and I couldn't live stream, I just was like, huh, put the brick charger in my phone, open notes. And was just like continuing going like, who wants, who's getting this? Who's getting that? Why, why do you want this? And it was some people, like I said, really straight up. Like the number one, I think I counted was the Tiffany blue, the Uranus. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that was 100% a given. Why do you want that one? It's fire. <laughs> that was the response. <laughs> it's fire. And I one, love that. You know, the next was the uh, the mission to the moon. Oh, really? Because, like, this was told a lot. It's a two hundred and sixty dollars Speedmaster. Oh. There's just I mean, like technically, it's the original, tech- it's the moon series of this, and then. Now you went to the different colors, but the last place I think was pink. Yeah, I think that was probably. I mean, I, f- I think I anybody pink could or have yellow said that. It was going to be either one. Yeah. yeah, it was pink and yellow with the bottom too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, honestly, for me now, it's like I I really do like all of them. The only one I would probably begrudgingly wear would be the pink one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be happy, honestly, with any of the colorways. You know, I think I think all of them are great. I think all of like straight hardcore watch fam is really on the Mars. It seems like everyone really lo- does like the Mars. Um, I know that I'm in that camp for sure. But yeah, uh, number three on the the pick list. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. Like that that I think that's really cool. I don't own anything in that color palette, and especially not a red case, which yeah. I think is fantastic. And you know, everyone's like, "Well, it's on a white strap." I'm like, "Yeah, bro." It's got 20 mil lugs, dog. You can just swap it out. Like it's like yeah. this is not, you know, uh, this is not rocket science. It's like, not let's the not make FXD. It becomes massive. You know, let's not make this harder than it is. And here's the thing with all these crazy swatches, I guarantee you, watch brands are still gonna start making NATOs with PVD red keepers and all kinds of silliness to, to accommodate <laughs> these watches. I, I'm calling it now. It's gonna happen because of how amazing this watch drop was. Um, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna envision that brands are gonna start you know producing things like that. Oh, 100%. You have to think swatch is just gonna make replacement bands for these, right? Like this is gonna become a core line every day of the week release. They're just potentially in store, being like, which oh man, my white band got scuffed. Uh, I ripped whatever. I need a replacement. They're smart enough to go. Okay, well, it's 40 bucks for the new strap. Not to try to pull like a big watch brand where they're like, oh, you screwed it up. You need an OEM bracelet or an OEM deployment buckle, and that's going to be $500. 
I don't know who which brands you're shopping at, but that's messed up, dude. That is a um, little a little messed up. I was uh, overestimating the cost, but like you know, a Brightling deploying buckle or something like that. Where you're like, okay, yeah, but those are not cheap. Or just the buckles, like two, three. Then it's yeah, the, absolutely. The leather strap to go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what do you think, bro? What's your, what's your feeling on all of this? Uh, which the release or the watch? Everything. Let's just start with the release. Um, I mean, the release. Obviously, I I don't know what to make of it. Again, I I feel like I've been talking with a ton of people. Clearly, I have a little bit of a reach. Um, sure. So I get a fair amount of DMs and stuff, but uh, I've had a lot of people ask my opinions on things, and I think at this point I'm reserving it because. First of all, as somebody who makes a lot of reactive content, I've learned that if you jump the gun, a lot of times you look like an idiot. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And it's because I feel like the leak and kind of drop aspect of it gave a lot of people sort of a negative vibe about this whole thing. Now, if, I agree. If these low numbers that we saw were only to make this just like a, hey, this is a fun little in-store preview and we're going to drop tons of them online and they have one for everybody then i think it's awesome i think it's a great job yeah i think i think that was, that that was, that was the, like idea. the little spectacle like when you used to be able to go at midnight and get fifa early like yeah you know and then you can just buy it online the next day no big deal like if they come out and they do that in the near future it's a win for everybody no big deal screw the scalpers you know um yeah and if they can't deliver that i i'm gonna feel a little worse about the whole thing yeah, I think that that's 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 probably the headspace that I'm in right now. But I think I mean Swatch has already posted this on their stories on social media. They've already yeah. said, guys, like we understand that this has been way more than we expected. It's way more than you expected. This is quite literally a global phenomenon. Yeah. All right. Like this reminds me of like when Halo dropped in 2001 and everyone was just lining up, you know, in Times Square, all over the New York City, all over the world to get this game. Like that's what it feels like to me. Top EB Games. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, it's insane. This, this, this drop in this collaboration. But I think you're right, bro. I think you said correctly that if for some reason they aren't able to deliver or they're not able to make it uh, available, and they said it's probably going to take a few weeks. I would imagine that that's probably true. That's fair. Um, just, just because you know, again, it's like this is this is much more surprising than I think anybody uh, imagined. Um, but I really don't think that that leak helped. I think what it did is it created the false illusion of extreme scarcity. Yeah, urgency. The fall, yeah, the false illusion of urgency. You get the whole FOMO effect and everyone just starts lining up and just like they'll, they'll run over their grandma to get a, to get a $260 plastic Speedmaster chronograph like online now right like so many people just have leaks as a saved search so it doesn't matter what the leak was that day they're yeah because they're yeah the apple leaks sneaker leaks movie leaks anything they can do so this shows up and they're like oh man the real thing the traditional thing is 7k this thing's 260 290 whatever and then all the the online hype generated behind it. They're like, I need it. It's that FOMO. I need to be a part of this. Right. Right. And at I mean, you guys saw the lines everywhere. Yeah. T- at two sixty, it becomes the the latest. Why not watch? Right. Um, by, yeah. Absolutely. What I mean by that, obviously, like Timex Q came out. Everybody, why not? It's cheap, right? And they couldn't stock those. The Casio yep. came out. 
Why not? It's cheap. Couldn't stock those. I'm hoping and I'm hopeful that that is the case here and that in a few months, everybody will be able to just laugh it off. Oh, I got my moon swatch. It's all good. And not, oh man, I remember getting in line at five in the morning and it was still too late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, and I think, I think that that's going to be the case. I, I really don't envision this going longer than maybe six or seven months, to be honest with you. I think this is going to be, they'll kind of have it continually rotating, but I mean, Swatch and Omega have already publicly said, this is not a forever thing. It's not going to be in the catalog for two years. Like this is going to be probably a several months thing. They're going to slowly phase it out and that's it. Yeah. Because this itself is, I mean, it's already accomplished the mission. So if you have however many, however many watches you think that, because you said, Mike, you said what, like 2,000 or 20,000? Is that what you said? Uh, I've I read so many reports and it's been such a long day where I'm like, I heard people hyping up the number, like it's completely exploding, like 20,000 worldwide. Like, yeah, that just sounds really high to me. Really high, way too long. I've heard as low as two. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. Like, so have like, you seen? I mean, like, like, let's just be honest with you. Let's just be honest here. At two hundred sixty dollars, at two thousand units, you're looking at five hundred twenty thousand dollars in swatches. It's yeah. a half a million dollars in a watch that is that inexpensive. Yeah. So, instant money, instantly. Like, I think it took, like, all of 10 minutes in some stores to sell out of all of their watches. That's I probably more money than cool. Swatch has made in years, in some cases. Mm -hmm. See, I think we're going to go through the summer, just because that's, like, the season those watches are meant for. Yeah, the summer season, for sure. You know, barbecues, pool, beach, any of that kind of stuff, lake, boats, what it's for. I think it'll get phased out some point in the fall. But I think this will become an, at least if it's like, okay, your swatch group, you love money and you love limited edition stuff. Like we know how many with the Speedmasters, you'll keep the, you know, missions collection every year, but just change up the color small. So like this, the pink was this year's Venus. They'll have a new colored Venus next year. The earth was that like limeish green. They'll change the green next year. And I could see it. Yeah, I mean. I could see that, but I also know too from Swatch watches, they come out with new renditions like every month yeah. and they phase out the other collections pretty quickly. Okay. So it's just, they have a, they have a very high tone turnover. Like if you, if you Google, like if you check their website, literally every single month, they'll have like a month drop of their new watches. Right. And unless they're the newer technologies, unless there's stuff like that, they certainly start phasing that kind of stuff out. You can still find it on the websites and things like that. It's just obviously harder to get. Um, and it's not, you know, they just don't produce it. But you also have to remember, too, you know, Swatch just in general is no, it's not going to produce the amount of volume that some of these other brands are going to produce because it's just not that many people buying Swatch watches constantly in the same way, right? Omega, they're going to make hundreds of thousands of moon watches. Why? Because they're going to sell all of them. Yep. It's just that's just the way that it is. I yep. talk to all the stores that I know that I have contacts at and things like that. It's like try to find a Sapphire Speedmaster right now. It's like trying to find a unicorn. It's mm -hmm. almost 
impossible. Swords will get an allocation. They're gone within hours. Like, it's just like, it's that crazy. Um, but it's, it's a good problem for Omega to have. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just don't know if Swatch, like in, in terms of their general collection is having that much desirability across the range. I know that this moon Swatch certainly will be that, but that's kind this is kind of a blip. Like, I don't think we've had this much Swatch craziness again for good and like get them on the road to something. Or yeah. Just a flash of the pan. Yeah. We did it once we cashed in. We, we put that. I, in I, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's what I'm trying to figure out myself because I think this was a, it was a flash pan collaboration mm-hmm. that I think blew everyone's expectations away. Right. I think even, even, you know, Nicholas Hayek and, you know, the heads of product development from Swatch and from Omega, like I know for a fact that, that they probably were like, yeah, this is going to be a cool launch, but I don't think that they envisioned it to be a global phenomenon the way that it has been. I mean, literally thousands, thousands of people lined up at some of these locations across the world. And yet yeah. of all of the locations, like two miles. About, I mean, just in. Insane, absolute insanity. I have never seen anything in the watch community at all that has created this much buzz. Yeah. This much notoriety, this much attraction, and this much of an impact. The only thing I can really think of is when Swatch like first launched in really took hold, like in the late 80s. When everyone was buying like two or three swatches and everyone had them on their arms and they were like, they had six watches and they were all like different colors. And they had bumper guards and all the crazy stuff. Right. Um, but even then, that wasn't like a singular launch. That was over time. So I can't think of anything that has created this type of, of impact before. Can you? Not, not in my time. And because this reached out past watch culture right like we yes pretty and into stuff new releases from any of the big brands oh my god this is cool i got to go to the ad and check it out or the i need to call up my dealer relationship whatever and see if they can get me one but right for the most part the general public doesn't care if it's a new submariner this year or the year before they don't care. right exactly you know the hulk became the kermit or the starbucks or whatever they to them, it's a it's a Rolex, it's a Speedmaster, it's a whatever. They don't right right don't care. But for this, it extended outside of watch culture and like watch groups. And I think obviously price lends to that. But part of that low price is kind of it was obviously what makes it such an awesome release. Because for me, I first saw him uh, come out. I'm going to be honest. I I don't really know if I want one for myself. I I don't think I do. But all I can think of was at this price, this is the ideal indoctrination watch for my sons. They're very young still. My oldest guy likes to wear his little Timex lizards around. He he still obviously can't tell time. He's not even three yet, but he's getting the concept. He likes to wear it like dad. They're fun colors. They have pushers. They have that fun space attachment to it. Like this is the ideal watch to rope people into this hobby with if you're trying to do it. Yeah. And not just for friends and family, but for, for 
all these people who went and bought one because they heard it was a hype drop. I'm going to say that there's probably a few of them that opened it and pulled it out. And they're like, maybe I'm not selling this. It's 260. That's how I feel. Especially, I think the limit one per customer meant you couldn't do a lot of this hype drop culture where you're clearing out yeah. racks of t shirts or backpacks or anything else like that. And now they're yeah. going, I waited for seven hours to get this. And if I list it on eBay, get the flip on one, I get X much. Maybe right. Thousand bucks, two maybe. Bucks, maybe. Like, again, how fast can you turn it over? Like, I haven't checked eBay completed sales to see if there's just listings are actually going for that. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, it, it's like it's like when you think of like a Daytona or or Snoopy, right? The the Corona 24 price is just south of 50,000. But that has to mean that somebody's willing to pay $50,000 for a Daytona. Yep. Is it actually being sold for that amount? Or is that just the current inflated market value, right? The perceived market value like who who's really buying a daytona yeah it, that might just be the like the sucker price like let's put it up there and see if anybody goes for it mm-hmm. right because it's exactly, there it's available right? take it if you want it and somebody might have just an ungodly pocket and go for it mm-hmm. yeah but that's my point is is that is that the norm no we know that the the, the swatch speedmaster is not going to go for four thousand dollars why because mm-hmm. at that price point Save a little bit more, and you buy the real one. I mean, this like this is insanity to me. Yeah, you can buy, you know, but four. You could buy the reduced exactly one triple date. Yeah, yeah. So, like, why would anybody spend four thousand dollars on a quartz bioceramic Swatch Speedmaster? As cool as it is, because it is one hundred percent cool. There's no question about that. But why would you spend that kind of cash? on something that really isn't the thing, you know? That's what I can't understand. Yeah. Well, because I think it's a lot of the general public not knowing. They're just going to go, this was the hype, this was the price. They're used to some level of markup, right? Oh, man, I couldn't get the new Air Force Ones, the new iPhone at drop. Maybe it's double the price when they find it on eBay. And they're ready to stomach that. I don't think he's ready to stomach it if they knew it was 260 up to two grand or 260 up to four grand. Yeah. That, yeah. Then we have, uh, we have eBay vigilante justice going on, which is also hilarious. So yes, can take any price right now. Seriously. True. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, this is like everything right now is hyperinflated around, around this drop. Everything's hyperinflated. You know, the numbers that, that, that people are communicating as far as like how many each, each store got, the prices they're going for on Chrono and, and on eBay, everything's hyperinflated. So we'll just have to pay attention to this over the next several weeks to see when they finally start getting released online, as they finally start getting restocked in the stores, and to see how this is going down. Is, this week. So is that not- what they said? Because uh, I missed out on it, but they were like, because you were the first 30 to miss out. Give us your phone number, your email address. Wow. Know your name. And the first restock, you'll be on you'll be a part of that. Cool. You know, oh, that's cool. Be able to pick the color. Like they didn't have details where it's like just email us or whatever. It might be, we got one for you. Your name's there. How fast can you get to the store? You get what whatever's left there again. So if 29, yeah, yeah. If they're ahead, they get their color pick. I get last. So 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least they're supposed to get another 30 watches at the end of this upcoming week. Because we were asking, okay. like, tell us anything, but is it two, three weeks? Is it two, three months? Like, is it even worth yeah. putting on this list? Or do we just wait for the online drop? Like the just regular in the store? And we're like, no, no. It'll, it'll be about a week for you guys. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So you have to you have to tell us too when uh, when it when it does when you finally do get to to put hands on it and you get to get to own it what it's like because you'll probably own it before I I I will get my hands on it. So, well, on that on that here. on that idea of you Wait. might not get the one you want, I guess we, I think we should talk about that. Uh, I I would say give me give me your I guess your top three if you had a choice. Hmm. Uh, Neptune, that like primary Crayola blue. Yep. Then the Mercury, that black one. Okay. Like, dark, dark gray, and then Mars for the red. I like. Mine's Schmitty. exactly the same list. Really? Exactly the same list. Yeah, yeah. But mine's uh, mine's Mars, Neptune, and then Mercury. I think no, I'm not the only person, but I I like Mars the most because we talked previously about. The Alaska project and how much I like that yeah. watch. And obviously it's yeah, I, I it's can't not get the same, one. but you know, shuttle hands, all that good stuff. You know, that's cool. Yeah. You know, uh again, I don't know if I could pull off a bright red watch, but I would give it a shot. You can. Hey, look, man, I'm just gonna say this before you get into the rest of it. That's a very bro dinky colorway watch. It okay? is okay. That is. is quite literally your logo colors. So I think that that makes sense. Second up, I like the Pea green, uh, pea the 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 vegetable, the earth. not the urine. Okay, folks. Uh, the pea green earth. It's like that that pea soup color. I mean, I like that. Yeah. It's like kind of snot green, but it's 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 neat. Uh, kind of reminds cool. me of the glow in the dark one, stickers you used to get. Yeah, yeah, that one's growing on me. Yeah, I like that. I a like lot. it too. And then I probably go Neptune next. I like that blue a lot too. The blue is so good. The blue is so good. But I'm also really liking too the khakis. You know the ones that they did for Saturn, the they're ones subtle. they did for Jupiter. They're, they're nice looking. Like they're, yeah, I, I just, I mean, it. I mean, khaki's in right now too. If you think about like the, uh, the IWC, like the big pilot that they have, like their military series, it's in that kind of like khaki earth color. Like that, those colors are in. People yeah, are wearing are. those on the regular. So to have a watch like that is kind of cool. And they also said that the, uh, the Jupiter one has like the orange second hand, which kind of looks like the Ultraman that Omega did. So there's like a lot of yep. nods to like some of the other collectible speedmasters. Other watches they've done. Yeah. I mean, the 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 Mercury one that everyone loves, it looks like the Apollo 50th anniversary, the two-tone mm-hmm. in the dial. Like that's what it that's what it looks like. Yeah. You know, it's just they've done a lot of good cross-design collaborations on these on these watches. It's it's subtle nods that are, that are certainly Swatch, and there's a lot of nods that are certainly Omega. And I think that that's what makes this drop so good, is the more I look at the collection, there's not a single one I would be like, eh, I probably wouldn't wear this one at all. I If it was pink and that was the only one I could get, I'd still buy it, yeah. you know? My wife could wear it. My daughter could wear it. Like, I will find a home for it somewhere, but it's just cool to have, you know? When you get the pink one, on the and on the way home, you're like, I guess I'm getting vineyard vine shorts with the little pink whale. <laughs> you know? I guess I will be Chad. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna find myself in the Hamptons. I guess that's that's where we're going, right? Yeah. Uh, now, none of them are bad. Like, like you said, none of them I wouldn't 
wear situationally. Like I could see a reason to wear the yellow or the pink. Like you're going out to the beach. It's the middle of summer. You want to have some fun. It's like the Oruses, the uh, the candy Oruses from last year. Like yeah, much more approachable price point. Yeah. And that was part of how Mike and I wound up talking was because I was talking about how I, I raffled one of those off la- last year and did pretty well. And I was like, well, if I could get my hands on one of these and raffle it now with all the hype it got driven behind it, I could get my quota started pretty good early. But unfortunately, uh, yeah. that didn't come to fruition. Um, oh, well. But again, thanks anyway, Mike. That was, uh, you know, mighty kind of you. Glad to offer. Like the whole kind of thing was just this the whole line weight and everything was out of convenience. It's a 10 minute walk away. So it's not, I'm driving an hour. Like the people behind me in line that were rightfully so super pissed. They drove down to New York city from Boston. This was oh my a, gosh. Had a swatch boutique. You heard people driving like, uh, like across Arizona and stuff like that all around Florida to get to Miami. Like, yeah, that's a little insane. I wouldn't uh, just go on roving reporter if I had to drive an hour for this, but uh, a 10-minute stumble, I can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, have you slept? Like an hour. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> I it's talked to him, I, I said, I was like, I was, you know, we were talking earlier, just kind of like laughing about the whole thing, and I was like, hey, funny story. We're going to record later. Do you want to hop on? He's like, what time later? I'm like, late i was like i don't know if you're gonna make it he's like no no i'll figure it out i'll, I'll move things <laughs> he's like this is my fifth big gulp and just about refill that but uh no it was not even about how late is it it was like oh crap it's my friend's birthday and they're all meeting up for dinner and already i was like i'm not gonna meet up for cocktails and like drinks afterwards i'm gonna head home after dinner yeah um and just making sure that timing worked because we were like, oh, we're doing it at seven. Like, I wish I could. 1030 was like, get home from dinner uh, and rewatch Tour de Pharmacy. Yeah, it works perfectly because I have a terrible job and uh, Schmidt is in a different time zone. So, yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we normally record late like this because that's the only way for all of our schedules to make it work. That's fine. After years in like the spirits hospitality industry and everything else, it's three years later, still can't fix my sleep schedule. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. That is real. I think it's part of the hobby of watch collecting. Nobody knows what sleep is. <laughs> Waking up at 6 a.m. and check watches and wonders and all this nonsense, which won't be long now. Yeah. I know. Do you want to touch on anything at all? Before before you wrap this episode about watches and wonders, any uh, predictions you want to lay out? I mean, I just from the the Tudor teasers, I'm going to venture at a new Ranger. It's got a lot of peaks and forestry and things. I'm going Ranger. I mean, I guess it could be North Flag too because everything seems to be yeah. pretty okay high up. But I'm going to go yeah. Ranger. I'm hoping to God that they just dropped the size a little bit. If you can give me like some, a, a couple vintage cues or a roulette date or something, just, just give me an upgrade. The, the Ranger has so much potential. Nobody's getting a, a, an Explorer one anyway. So people yeah. are going to buy this. Yeah, thing. Yeah. Just it's like we were talking, I was talking to the group chat and one of the guys is like, this is the easiest homework they could ever have. Just drop the size, make it wearable, make it look good. Mm-hmm. It'll sell out. Yeah. Yeah. 
you think they're going to roll master chronometer or you think they'll keep it standard movement i'm gonna go standard movement um yeah you think maybe, so keep, maybe keep they the might i feel style. like they'll they'll probably release like a flex version like they did with the the black bay you know they'll give you a maybe not a, an all ceramic but i feel like they'll give you like the the extreme where it's a maybe a metis or something yeah okay. right you got anything good either of you i think ranger also because i feel like they've abandoned the the north flag yeah <laughs> it's, it's kind of a stepchild watch but then I don't. And it's and it's so sad because like that was the first move that was the first watch to launch their in-house movement. Yeah. So to just like completely forget about it, it's kind of sad. Yeah, so I think Ranger, I think it's a, a no-brainer again with the hype of the Explorer One last year, with uh the Ranger still being uh at a movement, one of the lower price point ones in there that's like, oh cool, it's a tutor. It's fancy and nice and good price point everything oh wait but the rangers always discounted mm-hmm. or on special and like below 2k sometimes yeah and comes in a bund yeah <laughs> yeah the jason heaton special and it's a larger case too right is, is it's it a 41 41 41 the, the dial is just too spaced out it, it's too clean yeah. of a dial to, to have all that negative space on it yeah yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, even if even if you split the difference, you do a thirty-eight or you do a. 39. That's what I'm saying. Don't you don't have to be a thirty-six. Make it a thirty-eight. Just continue to explore one size that ever, like the thirty. Yeah. yeah. Right. You get a little extra demand in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't want any. We don't want any Danny Milton thirty-sixes. Okay. <laughs> Schmidt, you got any so uh, bold, bold predictions? Man, I don't know. It's just like I get to watch it in wonders, and I'm just like, do I even care? You know, like it, I think everyone's pretty consistent on the Rangers coming back. Um, I think that they're probably going to do something with the Pelagos this year as well. That's kind of my thing. I mean, we got the FXD towards the end of last year. I see nonstop Pelago advertisements on their Instagram, on their social media, talking about how it's an extreme diver and all this nonsense. So I think it would make sense for them to do, to do either a refresh of the collection or uh, a line extension somehow maybe incorporate some of the technology from the fxd into a more pedestrian version you know a version without the the fixed lugs and maybe the bracelet again something like that that made the the pelagos feel cool yeah um i'm hoping that would be the cool the cool thing i would also really like for a pelagos gmt I know James Stacy has been pleading with Tudor for like, I don't know, five years <laughs> for Lacos GMT to come in. Um, so I think it would maybe be time for something like that. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Now, I was that was the other question I was going to ask you guys. Um, do you think they're going to do a new GMT this year? And that was kind of the other thing that people were talking about. Well, maybe it's not the Ranger, but maybe it's a GMT Could be. because of all the different travels and stuff. I but thought about that also. Who knows? Yeah, because that's an easy... And the easy in for Tudor. All you have to do is change the bezel color. Yep. And it'll still sell. You still get it the, the same sales options on like bracelet, brown leather, uh, NATO cloth strap. You don't have to change the GMT hand. You can keep it red, but you just go, okay, it's the Pepsi color variation. Now we're going to do the yeah. color variation and all black variation. All they have to do and it'll sell. Yeah. I'm just, I, I think more people were concerned more about like actually changing the size of it as well. Cause the GMT, it's a little bit of a thick boy. It's it a little thick. bit of a, of a larger watch. Um, 
but uh, I think people were really hoping for like a BV58 GMT, which I I don't know. I feel like I think that's, that might be too small. I feel like that's it, that's in the that's in the well for when they really really need like if they ever fell in hard times and like guys, we need something to pull us out of the mud. Boom, we got it. Like. Here, that, here's that's a not guilt dial. Yeah, staying in the vault. Like. Exactly. Here, here's a here's a here's a guilt dial Pepsi BB58 GMT, and the internet will cry. Like it'll be insane. Yeah, it'll be tropical insane. dial or something nuts. So so that said, uh, what about the what about the parent company? Anything that you think is coming down the pipe for them? Uh, I saw a. I don't know if it was a confirmed thing or not. I. I saw what might have been a leak of a green sky dweller. Again, not yeah. that it matters to me. It's it's super irrelevant. Like uh, most of their stuff, I'm gonna be honest, is really irrelevant for me at this point. Yeah, I, I've become very emotionally unattached from them. Yeah, I just don't again, care anymore. Yeah, to be honest but, with you. But again, I I, th- I feel like I'm much more of a vintage Rolex person than a modern Rolex person. I'm just not yeah. into a yeah. lot of their newer stuff. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that makes sense. I love the modern Rolexes. I'm not really a vintage guy in general. So I'm like, oh, the older stuff's cool. It's nice to look at. If that's your your sort of particular flavor, go for it. Enjoy it. But even like liking Rolex and having modern stuff, I'm just like, I don't care. I'll never effing see it. Yep. Yeah. So whatever relationship I have and connection to that is the well is dry. Yes. I'm begging for just like a navy blue oyster perpetual. Not even like the t- <laughs> not green or any of the good colors. I'm like, give me the most boring color you got. <laughs> yeah. Which is still a nice looking color. That's the thing. It's crazy. Like the blue is still really good looking. Yeah. It's That's just never like, go out. it's just not desirable, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys. I saw that. I saw that same thing of the, the, the green sky dweller. Um, and uh, just, it's not interesting. It looks stupid. And it'll probably come on an oyster bracelet first, and then it'll probably come on oyster a jubilee flex. a year from now. <laughs> no, 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 they're gonna keep it on oyster, and then it'll probably come on jubilee a, a year later from now. So, I mean, who knows? It's all it's all just silly anyway. But I guess uh, we'll see what IWC and all the other guys are are launching. IWC like teased like some random like big like tan box in the desert or something like that and I was what's like, in the box kind of, yeah it's yeah, kind of like that's kind of a weird what's that probably the new mojave edition right it's not gwyneth paltrow's head <laughs> <laughs> don't you do who, it who knows who knows so that's it that's all i got all right well I think this one's been fun. I, it, it ran pretty long. I'm not going to lie to you. But uh, we we definitely had a great time with this. And uh, for anybody who wants more of these hijinks, please uh, check us out on Friday nights. Mike will probably be back, I'm thinking, after his his thrust into stardom. <laughs> no, it, was, it was a great his time. His pelvic thrust into stardom. Let's, let's go troll people on the, the swatch line. And then halfway through, be like, I could be on the line. I could get one. Now I'm the asshole that was yelling at people and like kind of being a jerk. And now I'm actually sitting online trying to get one of these. Like, oh, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an asshole. When you, when you finally do get one, you can, you can show people and say, I have a great story about this watch. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's yeah, you do. I'll follow through with getting it. 
and keeping it is like there's a crazy effing story behind it not not just like oh my ad called me up or oh i got a a, a monthly bonus a little bit bigger i purchased it on amazon you know it got a cool review on youtube it was the right price put it in basket buy it now so thank you again mike uh that was super fun tonight's been super fun and hopefully in the next coming weeks we can all talk about our moon swatch experience yeah. um unless yes. anybody else has got anything else i think That's we could put a ball me. on this one Sounds all good. right everybody thank you for tuning in mike thank you for joining us uh it's been a fun 48 hours yeah ladies oh, yeah. and gents we'll see you next week mike thanks again be good take care take care